Good morning. It's lovely to see you all here this day. This day, as we start to turn the corner towards Christmas, I'm reminded that our common experience as a Christian people is one that is slightly misleading, and maybe not slightly. What can mislead us is the beauty of the music this morning and the prayers and the beauty of this place and the light scent of fragrant greens maybe taking us back, some of us, to our childhoods. The ways in which we domesticate the Christmas story as Christians. We've been doing it for centuries. The way we try to bring it into some sense of order and understanding in the midst of our lives. Now, domestication, as most of you know, is something that's been going on for a long time in the human family. We domesticated pets, we domesticated livestock, we domesticated grains and plants for agriculture. We domesticate one another in some ways so that we have some control, some command. But if you scratch the surface of today's readings, you realize that we are dealing with a God who will not be domesticated. Jesus is viewed as the inheritor of King David, a king whom we know very little about from archaeology, but whose reputation in Scripture made him the greatest king in all of Israel. David wanted a temple, a house for God. God said, let me think about that. Let me think about that. And it was Solomon, David's son, who built the first temple. By the time Jesus was born, they were in the second temple period because of the comings and goings of empire. And the religious tradition became centered on the temple, which is where God dwelt. And priests like Zechariah would go to the temple. And they were the ones who might be able to speak with God. And the people would come from all over the countryside to make their offerings there. But God was still thinking about that. Because part of Mary's perplexity in today's gospel reading is when she is visited by God in a little town in Galilee, far away from the seats of power. And God says, the Messiah will be your son. That is what the angel proclaims to her. Doesn't sound like a very domesticated or civilized God to me. How about you? If you look at the genealogies in Matthew and Luke, they take different tracks getting to Jesus. And Luke has a little parenthetical expression. Jesus, son of Joseph, and then through the lineage. But right after it says, Jesus, son of Joseph, it says, as was thought. As was thought. Even the early Christians couldn't quite domesticate Jesus and God and get him worked into a neat genealogy that we would all understand and go, 
Yes, he is descended from King David. He isn't the inheritor of the power. Reminded of the ways in which we domesticate God this time of year when I get phone calls at the office from people who are struggling. From the families near the edge. From a mother whose children have been taken away from her. From people who are desperate for just a few more dollars to make rent or get food. One of the ways we domesticate Christmas is we expect everyone to be happy. And we expect ourselves to be happy. It's the way we try to domesticate ourselves. But this is not necessarily a happy time of year. It's a blue time of year for many people, for many reasons. If nothing else, the sky is dark and the days are short. try to domesticate God in Christmas by commercializing it. There's a big furor going on in some conservative circles about the secularization of this time of year, of the holiday season. Why can't we say Merry Christmas anymore? The Scrooges are out. But maybe that's a good thing. Because maybe our God and Christmas shouldn't be domesticated or predictable, or what we expect, or what we think ought to be. Mary is perplexed because her understanding of her place in the world and the tradition is completely overturned by the visit of the angel. And it will never be the same again. That is the only thing we are asked to expect and anticipate this time of year. To have our lives turned upside down by a God who will not quite be domesticated. David offered God a house. In our final reading this day from the Gospel of John, one of the translations is that the Word became flesh and tented among us. Ours is an itinerant God, not to be domesticated. A God who does not live just here in this house, but out there in the world and in you, each and every one of you who has tented in your hearts and tents again this season with the hope that maybe you may be shifted a little bit out of your domesticity and into the wild love that is God's grace for the world. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 
or visit us online at OurSaviorNV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.